Welcome back to your next lesson in Awaken. And I'm so excited to talk to you about this today because this is about a deeper form of belief. Before we really get into the workshop, I just want to go through a couple more things that will serve you tremendously when we identify and shatter and replace our limiting beliefs. And in order to do that, I'd like to tell you about hermit crabs. Now, <laughs> hermit crabs are fascinating little creatures because what they have, they have their protective shell. And as hermit crabs begin to grow and expand, what happens is they come up against their hard outer coating and they feel the need to expand. So what hermit crabs do is they actually leave their shell where they're unprotected and the barracudas and the fish could get them. And they find their way to a new larger shell for them to expand even more. And this is a beautiful metaphor for what happens in our life when it comes to our identity. And this is incredibly powerful. Think of yourself like a hermit crab and you have a protective outer coating, otherwise known as the ego, everyone's greatest obstacle. It's keeping you safe and your identity, who you are, how you're meant to serve, how you're meant to give only can expand a certain level within that shell. And if you try to expand beyond that, that shell feels so painful and life will cause you to learn the lesson that you need to learn to finally rid yourself of the beliefs that that ego has. In spiritual world, some people call it a shamanic death. Some people call it letting go of the old or the dying off of the old. This is about identifying what is that shell? Beliefs I have about myself that are holding me back. Because if you want to expand to the next level, but you've reached the outer capacities of your ego, then what happens is you start to feel a dull, achy pain, like your body feels like it's constricted and you feel tense and your body feels super constricted and you know you're meant to expand, but you feel this dull, achy pain and it just feels hard. And if you don't leave that shell, meaning let that go, leave it behind, then what happens is that eventually becomes numb. That dull, achy pain actually goes away and it becomes none, numb. It becomes bearable, but uncomfortable. And you find yourself years down the road, knowing you're meant for so much more than what you're getting out of life, but not able to do anything and feeling stuck because you haven't shed the beliefs about who you are that are keeping you stuck. And once you let go of the beliefs about who you are that are keeping you stuck, meaning you shed that old hermit crab shell, you're exposed, meaning you have to be vulnerable in order to do it. You have to let something go. That might be a person, a relationship, a way of business, a money story, uh, maybe put up boundaries, whatever it is, but you have to let something go in order to leave and find a greater identity to grow into. Everyone has an ego. But it's about letting go of the old and finding one that allows your identity to expand. This is why surrounding yourself with other people going through this identity transformation process is so incredibly impactful and important. Because what you can do is say, hey, I'm going to be interdependent and I'm going to ask for help instead of trying to do this all on my own. I'm going through this shell change. I'm shifting from this place to expanding my identity. Get my back while I do this. And so everyone comes up and huddles up around you while you go and expand into the new shell. That's what we have to do. That's why it's so important to be interdependent, to ask for help, because going out on your own seems way more scary than when you have a bunch of other people with shells protecting you. And you eventually find that new shell when you let this go and you expand into the new. And you finally feel like you can grow again. 
So you have a couple options, leave the shell or stay in that dull, achy pain. So to do this, what we need to do is identify what we believe about ourselves. This lesson is about our beliefs about our identity. What is your identity? It is a global belief you have about yourself, meaning a general belief you have about yourself. I am, I am not. Does that make sense? That's what an identity belief is. We need to include this into the equation. What we do is rarely a function of what we can do. It's more of a function of who we are. So what people can do and what they will do are often very different. And what you will do is based on how you identify. If you identify as not enough or big boned, then your life will reflect that because you have a strong belief about who you are. And here's what's interesting. We talked about this the previous lessons. The strongest force in the human personality is to stay consistent with who you already think you are. So if you believe I'm big boned, you'll fight like hell to make sure that stays true. If you believe I'm not loving, you'll fight like hell to prove that that's true. And so let's use this when it comes to stereotypes. So by the way, I'm just sharing data. What I'm about to share is not meant to be offensive in any way or talk down to anyone in any way. I'm just simply sharing data. They did a test and it was a study, math competence uh, in women. And typically, stereotypically, and this is total BS, I don't believe this to be true at all, but stereotypically in society, when it comes to math competency, how are women typically viewed, right? Stereotypically, women are bad at math. I don't believe that, but stereotypically, that's what society will say, right? And so, and on top of that, one other, one other piece that's important to this test. Stereotypically, whether this is true or not, Asian people are what at math? Asians are good at math, stereotypically, right? And so what they did is, I believe, I, the numbers might be a little skewed. They did a test of something like a thousand Asian women, a math test, to study math competency. And... On the test, it was the exact same for every single person, except for the very first question. Half of the room, what their first question was, what's your gender? And half of the room, their first question was, what's your uh, ethnicity? And the results were insane. Exact same questions. The people that identified as women scored 40% lower than those that identified as Asian. One question, triggering beliefs about identity. That is how powerful what you believe about yourself is. And the strongest force in the human personality is to stay consistent with who you already think you are. So we act in consistency with the views we have, whether it's accurate or not. Okay, so let me do one more example. Let's use the example of being a drug addict, right? And I'm going to share my belief. And this is just going down to human behavior and psychology perspective. If someone believes I am a drug addict, right? Then think about what happens when they seek out treatment, which is a great thing to do. And they go to meetings and all this stuff, but they have the identity. I am a drug addict. 
They might get sober for a little bit, but then what typically happens? They relapse, right? They go backwards because the strongest force in the human personality is to stay consistent with who you already think you are. But let's say that we simply look at it a different way and say, you know, in the past, I had a habit of using drugs to change how I feel and meet my need for uncertainty and certainty and significance and connection. Then what happens? It's no longer about the identity. It's about the behavior. And how much more easy is it to change? So much easier. I have literally seen this happen in my personal life. I have literally seen people identify as addicts go back and people that don't identify as addicts who have had a problem not go back. Identity is how we find certainty. It's how we feel in control of this world we don't control. And once you identify or once you develop a new identity, your behaviors change automatically. They instantly change. Because once you change your identity, everything that flows from there, your beliefs change. Let's say, let's say for example, you have an identity of I'm big boned. What beliefs stem from that? I can never lose weight. Exercise and nutrition is hard. And then what skills are adopted from there? Not many skills to change your life. And what behaviors do you deploy? Overeating, things of that nature. And then what does your 3D world look like? That you're big boned. You literally created your reality. But once you, let's say you switch that identity to the identity of an athlete. I am an athlete. What does that person believe differently? That person believes that my body is a temple. I'm making this up, but let's say that's what they believe. My body is a temple. That exercise and nutrition come first above all else. And then what skills and developments do they adopt? They learn how to lift weights. They learn nutrition programs. They learn macros or whatever it is. And what do their behaviors look like? Their behavior is very, very, very different. They're exercising regularly. They're planning their meals. And what does their 3D world end up looking like? Their 3D world ends up looking like they're an athlete. They're lean. They're chiseled. They're healthy. They're energetic all because their identity changed. So if you can't change a behavior, changing the behavior violates the beliefs you have about who you think you are. So question for you, did you consciously choose your identity? Was there a day when you said, you know what? I identify as not enough. There's a day where you said, I identify as big boned or I identify as judgmental or Is it actually just a result of what other people have told you, significant events in your life, and conditioning that occurred, and maybe even some things that happened without your awareness? Here's the good news. Identity is just a belief. It's a strong belief. That's all it is. It's just a choice about what distinguishes you from everybody else. And if the identity is not serving you, we can go through the exact same process at the end of this module that we're doing for the rest of our beliefs to change our identity. And if we don't, then what happens? Think about like an identity crisis. What's a midlife crisis or a quarter life crisis you hear people talk about? What is that? Let's say that someone identifies as being young and then some environmental stimulant, whether it's turning a certain age, turning 30, turning 50, whatever, causes them 
to feel that they're approaching the years that dreams are not possible anymore or that they're in a less desirable place, have a less desirable identity. So in a desperate effort to maintain their young identity, they do things to prove that they're young, right? They buy fast cars, they change their hair, they go and all of a sudden get this new job that would totally make no sense for them. They do wild stuff. And it doesn't have anything to do with age. It doesn't have to be with age. It can do with age, but it doesn't have to be with age. It can be with literally anything. But all that's happening is they're trying to hold on to that shell. They're trying to stay in the shell that doesn't make them expand. What if they viewed turning 50 as a gift? What if they viewed age as wisdom and experience? And all of a sudden it changes, right? So our goal is to take the awesome parts of our identity and keep it and take the limiting parts of our identity and shed it so we can adopt that new shell. So have you ever said something like, I could never do that? Or something along those lines, I can never do that, that can never happen for me. Think about the impact of that. Are you limiting your perception of self based on how you label yourself? What about, try this on, what more could I be? How would that change your life? So let's go through a little exercise. Who are you? How do we identify? How do we label who we are? We do it in a variety of ways. The first way we do it is through our emotions. We label ourselves as emotions. I am love. I am gratitude. You see that all the time in the personal development space. Maybe you identify that way. Maybe you don't. You don't need to try any of these on. I'm just giving examples. We also identify through our professions. I am a CEO. I am a director. I am an employee. I am a fitness instructor, right? We identify by uh, professions. We also identify by title, senior director, CEO. We identify by income. I am a seven-figure earner. I am a six-figure earner, right? We identify with our role. I am a mother. I am a father. We identify with our behaviors. I'm a procrastinator. I am a perfectionist, right? And I want you to ask yourself if you've been saying that. I am a procrastinator. Remember the strongest force in the human personality is to stay consistent with who you already think you are. So if you believe you're a procrastinator, just like the example of the drug addict, then what happens? You try all these fancy things, these skills, these tracking softwares, and then what happens? You end up procrastinating. Same thing with perfectionist. So you identify by a behavior, maybe you do. This is just meant to trigger some ideas. We identify by metaphors. I'm always coming in last would be an example of a, a metaphor. I'm always coming in last. What do you say about yourself in terms of metaphors? We identify in terms of feedback. I'm worthless. I'm amazing, right? Feedback we've received from maybe our results or other people. We identify with our spiritual beliefs. I'm Muslim. I'm Catholic. I'm Mormon. I'm one with the universe. I'm part of source energy, right? I am God, right? Like all these things. We identify with our spiritual beliefs. Whatever they are, I'm not here to judge them. But do you identify with your spiritual beliefs? We identify with our looks. I'm beautiful. I'm ugly. I'm fit. I'm fat. How do you identify? We identify with our accomplishments. I'm the homecoming queen. I'm a seven-figure CEO, right? We identify with our accomplishments. We, I am debt-free. We identify with our past. I'm a failure. I'm a fraud. 
I'm judgmental. And we also finally identify with what we're not. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat, right? I'm not a libertarian. I am not mean. I am not judgmental. We identify with what we're not. And so I just want to share those to trigger some ideas on how you identify. How do you currently identify in your life? And the identity of your peer group tends to affect you as well. Think about your friends and how they label themselves. Do your friends label themselves as successful? Do your friends label themselves, your peer group, do they label themselves as the identity of what you aspire to? Food for thought. Doesn't need to be the job role, but maybe a characteristic. And we seek approval from that, so we slowly become that. So I want you to ask yourself, after you've gone through that, what elements do you want to have? Some of those I'm sure are great. And what elements do you want to let go of? Well, think about the power of what happens when you consciously choose your identity. Imagine having a, a driver's license identity where you could literally say, Brad Bizjack, this is me. Think about the power of that if you consciously choose who you're going to be. We always talk about be, do, have, right? The being first. Who do you want to be? And when you change who you are being, it changes the rest of everything. Adventure, adventure in life comes when you expand yourself instead of remaining the same. And if you don't feel like you're growing, you feel like you're dying and you're that hermit crab in that shell that feels numb and safe, you got to let that go. Because there wasn't a day when you signed a contract saying, this is my identity. You gradually believed it over time, subconsciously. It's time to take conscious control of that back and choose who you're going to become. The beliefs you have about who you are, you can use in the Limiting Beliefs Workshop just about the other general beliefs, the if-then beliefs, same type of idea. You link doubt, you link pain, you link vision, and all of a sudden your beliefs change. You become a different person instantly. So I hope that that served you today. We have one more lesson before we go into our implementation workshop today or, uh, or this week, and I'm so excited to serve you in that. One more lesson. Stay tuned. All of this is coming together so you can subconsciously change your mind forever and literally rewire your mind for success. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited to continue serving you. And always remember, you're just one insight away from a radically different life. I'll see you in the next lesson.